than others. I mean, that's going to be hard to top. Like when you're doing the Miller Lights, like what? How do you open it up? Do you have? <laughs> yeah, because I haven't I thought of anything. I don't good. really have one. For, Just kind of use something different every time. If it was the, if it was the old model, like when we were in high school. Can we say that we were in high school drinking beer? <laughs> you can. The, the champagne well, back when of beers, right? You happened. had you had the whole. Then it was the champagne. Or oh, in my in my, st- in my no. school it was called the jam paint of beers. No, the jam paint of beers. <laughs> 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 that'll have one for. I like that'll have one for light beer. Like, how do you open that up and go? Oh, a fine pilster. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Either that, or you could do so like so creative because uh, it's written right on the can. <laughs> like, what was what was their old the uh, the crispness. Uh, more something, less filling. What was that? Great taste. Great, when the two, when taste, the two girls were fighting taste, by yes. the water fountain. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was an awesome those commercial. Those are from way back. Yeah. I only <laughs> faintly remember that. Yeah. That would have been like Super Bowl forty. Because <laughs> <laughs> our mics are hot, right? The mics are hot. We're live on Off, we're the, live. off what is now known as Off the Husk Podcast. I like it. it off used the to Husk be with the Millennial Farmer. With the Millennial oh, Farmer. Oh, yes. We were thinking the Millennial Farmer Podcast, and then Randy renamed it Off the Husk. About four episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we went with that. I like it. And you, you said the Jan Payne of beers, which really cracked me up. So most of the people listening probably don't realize that this is Jan Payne, whose voice you're hearing, which is now the coolest name ever. Yeah. yeah. I took it to well, a whole new height. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. All my we, friends have, no, that's, I have these Janurisms or Janisms. <laughs> So you might have a Janurism or a Jandana or or you might be you might you might throw a cork open on some Jampane. I mean, yeah. I'm sure when I go to the Great Beyond, somebody's gonna bring that up. It's gonna say that all on your tombstone. Probably here he it's is. Like a grocery list. He died of a his own Janurism. Because <laughs> he thinks he's jantastic. I don't know where to go with this. I don't either. How don't, many of them do you I'm have? sure we're gonna bring that back. I, it'll come up the more the more Miller Lite we have, the more I I have well we'll keep feeding all you. right make, make sure you keep them going yeah we've only got an hour yeah no. we that's true that's true one hour How so come joe gets three and everybody else gets like an hour what's the situation on that? i don't know because he's that good well we no. could make it as long as we wanted that's we true. could we could go if it's a good a podcast we can go longer but. i listen to a lot of podcasts and nobody they're like hour hour and a half but joe just that, that's, like a, that's like an introduction. He sets for him. his own yeah. bar, but you know, he a lot of them his... are even like forty-five minutes. Oh yeah, like like forty-five minutes, they shut him down. Yep, yep. A lot of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. It's like I'm, I'm just, I just got through the commercials and you're already done. Well, part yeah. of the reason why Rogan's go so long also is because I think he's high the whole time, so he has no concept. Th- he has no time. Like, uh, yeah, he has he no understanding re-high. of time, so it's just yeah. like to him, it's like. Five minutes, and then it's like four hours later. If the conversation's going, working, they just keep rolling. Yeah, Yeah. which it always does. Well, yeah. I mean, it'll take me two weeks sometimes to listen to a a Rogan podcast because I'm not driving anywhere. Farming season is about the only time I listen to. You can get a full one in. Oh yeah, you can get spring and fall. But they're good, aren't they? They're good. You know, you know, not to blow smoke up his ass, right? Proverbial, but he's an intelligent fellow. I mean, he he drags things out of people. It's interesting. I'll always, always Google like. Like twenty best of Joe Rogan podcast or or whatever I want to listen right. to, you know. And then I'll yeah. go through and select the different ones because yeah. I don't have time to listen. He doesn't to necessarily love us farmers though, not us commercial farmers. We're killing too many rabbits and he, stuff. He talks Hard about to, that sometimes. Yeah, he? Sometimes he hurts my feeling a little bit. Yeah, it's like, a little oh, bit, Joe, yeah. I like you, yeah. you know. Because he's quite the avid outdoorsman, correct? He, he is now. He's, yeah, he's a, he's yeah. a big time yeah. bow hunter, you know. And he, well, of course, he gets to go with all the best dudes, so he's right? Like Haynes and uh, Cameron yep. Haynes and uh, John Dudley and. Yep. Yeah, that dude from Australia. What's his name? Oh yeah, Green, Adam Greentree. Greentree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which I, I follow those, those guys, guys too. After well, a while, I stop because it, again, it hurts my feelings because I can't keep up. <laughs> you, get, you get jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous for sure. Right? Yeah. You don't get yeah. to fly it's around like, the world like, and carry like, a bow everywhere. It's like yeah. farmer envy. All the haters in the comments of Zach's uh, YouTube videos. Are there haters? Haters? Uh, there, there are some farmer there haters. Weird. There. Well, you no, not farmer haters, but oh. they like get jealous. You know how JP was saying, like he doesn't watch or listen anymore because he gets jealous because he's, he's just, <laughs> can't compete. Yeah, I can't compete. I can't keep up. It's well, a hard thing. JP, here's here's a little upper for you. Okay, the one weakness that Rogan has, yeah, he doesn't see this off the husk podcast coming. 
Well, that's true. Yeah, he he th- he's number one in the world right now. We're yeah. We're you just wait until Off the Husk goes off the charts. Your career could go <laughs> aluminum. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's getting right up there with Chrome Molly. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe Joel. Join us out here and... We can take a pheasant hunter or something. I'll give him a call when much. we're done here. Yeah. yeah, I'll shoot him a message and <laughs> well, see what he's thinking. But oh well, he's I don't inspired. Know. He's inspired us all, so we'll give him that. Are there many flights that run from L.A. to Lowry? No. Yeah, no. I checked. You've checked. Yeah. Probably have to run a couple through Alexandria, maybe. There. I. I mean. <laughs> well done. Perfect. Very well done. Right. <laughs> We're in so much trouble. <laughs> we, went, we went there. We went there. We went there. So now, now we get to the point where everybody's like, "All right, what's going on? Who's JP? What are you guys doing?" <laughs> JP is. Well, he's a buddy of mine. He's you've met Randy before, right? Correct. Yeah. At yeah. the uh, out on Water the Emma. pontoon, right. the Jantoon. Yep. Oh, the Jantoon new one. Yeah, yep. the Jantoon. Yeah, because it, as it turned out, my boat wasn't sufficient enough, so JP had to be our captain. Which I think is we were, ridiculous. Your boat is fine. There's currently only one hole in the floor, and you, the second one's coming, but it's not there yet. We've all gained too much weight. We all either right. have to go on diets or get a new boat. So you're saying I vote new boat. JP can take our Randy's boat next year. We'll Randy's on board. Randy's on board. Get the new boat. I'm thinking about a boat upgrade, so you guys can just keep riding with me if you want. All or right, some... we got a brainer in. What are What are we doing here? We keep rolling. Talk farming. Right. Okay, JP's a farmer. Yep. I'm speaking a farmer. Speaking of farming, have you ever heard of Farmers Business Network? I don't believe I have. Oh, you have. You have. Okay. Yeah. You should be a member. All right. Well, we'll get into that later. You're retiring, so there's no need. <laughs> I ramble a lot. It's all right. So Farmers Business Network is the sponsor of this podcast. Oh, cool. The reason that this podcast exists. And we're all going to Farmer to Farmer in Omaha, which is going to be a pretty fun party as it was last year. And they're going to have some pretty killer uh, cyber deals in November on their chemicals. Oh. Which is pretty awesome if you're a farmer, right? Yes. Yes. I, I, I would think so. I mean, if nothing else, I check agree. their pricing and compare to to wherever else you get your chemicals. Yep. Price comparency. Yep. Comparency. Comparency. Is that a made-up word? Could yeah, be a word. Yep. I like it. I think it makes sense. <laughs> Webster's, I'll call, I'll Webster's putting that in now. Yep. Yeah. That's what comparency. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. JP is also a bird hunter. Yep. And he loves guns. I do. And for, for people around our part of the world... At times, there can be headbutting. Is that a way to say it between bird hunters and farmers? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's not necessarily the 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 crossover that you think of as convenient, right? right? Yeah. Right, well, because you think. I guess when I was younger, anyway, I assumed a lot of hunters are out, out or a lot of farmers are outdoorsy kind of people, right? I loved hunting when I was younger. Yes. Still do. So I found it a little bit odd when I got older and realized some of the headbutting that went on between between organizations like Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited, and Farmers, or just in general, certain hunters. Conservation groups, yeah. Conservation sure. groups, well, sure. That's, yeah, that's, they're, they're fighting over land, right? I mean, that's what they're fighting over, right? Farmers want the land uh, for farming, and hunters want it for hunting, and hunters think that farmers are stealing all the hunting land, and farmers think that hunters are stealing all the land, and yeah, that's what it is. I, I've, that's I've, probably the root of I've it. I've heard you guys yeah. all yeah, throwing your tantrums, yeah. and that's yeah. like... It's a, it's a, yeah, you're just... Yeah, you're, you're white man versus white man. Traveling up the road of the two lanes, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, and there is a theory, at least in in my own stance, because yeah, I'm an outdoorsman. And, and really you're and you're an hunter. avid hunter, avid hunter, and a farmer. Yeah, I'm not an avid duck hunter, but I did, you know, as a kid, grow up duck hunting. And, and, and but, oh, I uh, love but, shooting uh, ducks. But uh, I'm a pheasant hunter and a farmer, and yeah, I I think, um, and that's developed over time because I probably was in that same role. It's like I'm farming. But I'm hunting, and then there was times of like be upset with certain uh, conservation group because they have a they have their own agenda. Yeah. But when you kind of stand back, look at okay, you kind of understand. But as we've come further down the road, there's room to exist both ways. Oh, for definitely. sure. Yeah, yep. they think there's room for both, and uh, 
I hate to single out one, so let's say Pheasants Forever because it's an organization most uh, familiar with. You are with. wearing their shirt. Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing their shirt. I didn't mean to point them out when yeah, I brought up conservation been on their groups, boards but and you were wearing their shirt. Yeah, and well, the banquet That's why I brought County. them up. Otherwise, I'd have never even thought of them. Yeah, and when I lived in Chippewa <laughs> County, I was a chairman for a number of years, and, and I was also a community member for a number of years. So, yeah, so in particular, uh, yeah, they've had their bouts. Uh, farmers been mad at Pheasants Forever for buying a chunk of land. Yep. Um, I have... Uh, I've seen it happen, and even in our own chapter. Uh, so I think it's all about how do you go about it as a chapter, because literally, no, I don't care if it's Ducks Unlimited or what it is, you have landowners. Some of us are ranchers. I'm not a rancher. I shouldn't say some of us, but some are ranchers. Some are farmers. Um, you're not going to make that work without each other. It's kind of, you, you, you mean, as much as conserv- conservation groups are conservative people neither are going away they're not going to go away yeah and they shouldn't they're not going away and yeah and whether you believe it's right or not some individual owns x amount of acres it's just the way it is today and so how do you make it happen in a way that makes sense and there are ways to literally make it make sense yeah i think a we lot have of tools it, now a lot of it is you get see well you always have the radicals on every side oh absolutely so you, yeah, you've yeah, got the radicals any, over here and then that's you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know, that's who you hear. Yep. And then on the same side, on the egg side, you have the guys that are just radical or just fed up or whatever. So or irresponsible. Same, same, all in the same yeah. token. Yeah. yeah. So then there, then you hear them over there, you know, and then it just gets to be this in between. And then you got all the guys, they're just kind of level headed, I'd call it, sitting in the middle, yeah. like, well, where do we go from here? So before we get too deep into any of that, yeah. for for because there's probably a lot of listeners that are not from our area that maybe don't know what some of these conservation groups like. What what would you say the conservation group that you're the the most involved in? What would you say is really like what's at the core of that group? What do they want to accomplish? To to sum it up for the people that don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. So the core of what they really want to accomplish is to establish habitat. Nothing puts birds on the ground like habitat, habitat. or habitat. Hey, habitat. <laughs> <laughs> I get where you're going with that. <laughs> like uh, food plots and all those things we think are, you know, those are feel goods for human beings, but they don't raise any more birds. Food is not the limiting factor to a pheasant, right? It's it's the proper amount of habitat, so it has yep. to be the the right kind of grass, right kind of forbs. And, and some woody cover, some thick cover. So their their agenda. He is, said, "Cover wood." Yeah, cover wood. <laughs> cover wood. Their agenda really, if you cover look at pheasants forever, and that's maybe where this slightly where the conflict comes in is because literally. Okay, so it, this comes up often. Okay, so the, we've all or lots of us as farmers have participated in the CRP programs, RIM, all the alphabet soup that is conservation programs that have come down through government. Yep. Right. Yep. And they're important if you use them correctly in your overall farm strategy, in my yep. opinion, right? They're, they're part of your income. Um, and they've been great champions in Washington as that's a very small part of what the farm bill really is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, farm yeah. bill is barely about farming anymore. True. Right. right. But right. that's another rabbit hole. But we literally can go down that so, rabbit hole if you want. Yeah, exactly. We won't so, have time so, today. So, so these creps, <laughs> so creps CR. EP, which yes. are, are permanent easements. Yep. Now those payouts are done for a lot of people, and so now they're just paying the tax. So they're trying to sell them, or some of them, and people are saying, "Well, Hulkam Pheasants Forever doesn't buy that because they don't need to. It doesn't. It's not. It adding. doesn't pervade their agenda. Yep. Correct, right? It's mm-hmm. already in a permanent easement. That's already habitat. So yes, their idea is not necessarily to take out productive egg, but they want to add to the puzzle. So they don't want to buy something that's already there. So, But really what they want to do is they want to go buy your best quarter when it comes up for sale. They want to buy that quarter that really we all know that we farm. We either push tile into it or we have to do a lot of things to make it productive. They want to buy that. And it's really especially attractive. It already is really near a piece of crap or a piece of wma or something that's already owned by questionable pieces to begin with something near it yeah yeah i think when they get into little qualms and 
really have seen it happen in my prior you know, um, where I lived in uh, another county is when a piece of land comes for auction yep. and they end up uh, bidding against farmers and farmers like this pheasant forever got more money than me which they really don't um, or that gets to be a conflict and I yep. I when I was there I was like that's not where we're going to be now that's that every feeling from a person let's say that works for Fezzes Forever or when we did Fezzes Forever on Wing podcast yep. is that is that their premise not necessarily but yes because you can kind of tell the people that are in that organization have been there the longest really want to work with the farmer I mean that's not that's really the, that's not what they don't want to do it's what they want right. to do well at some point you have to so yeah so I think that's where the really big conflict is like because it's just an emotional time. You're you're there because oh, that's a piece of property that I've had maybe I have it my eye on, or it lays next to my my current operation, and I could add that. Yep. And then you get into this bidding thing, and I I always think that's the place maybe that's best, in my opinion, for pheasants forever and any conservation organization. Just to stay out of that one. Just let that one go and build a relationship with the next person that maybe is yep. thinking, hey. I want to sell this because if it's a one-to-one reaction, your neighbors can yell all they want. But if that was your decision with a conservation group or if it made sense in your profitability. And in, in some instance, there is situations where it's maybe, I don't know if I'd say irresponsible. I think I'm going to though. There's some land that maybe shouldn't be farmer far, farmed it's irresponsible yeah. to be farming yeah, that land definitely. because <laughs> it, whatever whether it's runoff or you're having to put too much fertilizer on it or and a lot of that land was plowed up in 12 and 13 especially the dakotas around here yeah right yep. yeah. so yeah. you know if they could find if we could find the middle ground on that and farmers you know s- stop farming irresponsibly Give that to, you know, not give it to the pheasants forever, but find that middle road type well, deal. Well, at the same time, you say farmers stop farming irresponsibly, but let's say you own a piece of land that's that's sketchy. Should you farm it or should you not? Right. You own that piece. You want to generate some income, right? Right. You're going to farm that piece. You either have a loan against it. Yeah. Then, or you always have property tax. Yeah, right, so yeah. You have some yeah. kind of There's out, gonna be an expense there. expense, yeah. so you have to recover expense. So but then I like the to, way. there was a piece five miles west of here, the piece we used to live near, mm-hmm. that sold to this conservation group. Yes. And and which I thought when it originally sold to them, that's fantastic because it, it's, not, it's not a great farming piece anyway. I know the guy that farmed it before, he had farmed it for 25 years. He wasn't that sad to see it go. It wasn't a great piece. Cut up a lot. Of, oh, lot very of ditches, cut up. A lot of ditches and trees and yeah. ponds and, you know, and, and so nobody was upset that the group got it. What, what irritated me after they got it was they went in, they tore out all the trees, which if the guy who had farmed it for 25 years had finally decided to tear those trees out, they would have they would have hung them in the town square for that. <laughs> yeah. But then they buy it and they tear all the trees out. Yeah. And plant and grass. Throw them into piles, let them dry for a year, and burn, burn them. them. Yep. And and so I, I I was pretty vocal about that, and I talked to a, a mutual friend of yours and mine, JP. Okay, yeah. And I talked to him about it and said, uh, you know, the, the hypocrisy here is what annoys me so bad, mm-hmm. is the hypocrisy on it. Yeah. And his answer was, well, these are invasive trees, invasive shrubs, invasive trees. And the second, so that's number one for tearing them out. The second reason is you let those trees stand there and the hawks will sit in the trees and the, 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 the bird predators will take out the pheasants. Yep. Well, fair enough, I can see that, but in the end, aren't we doing that to protect an invasive bird? When it comes right down to an it, we're, bird. Yeah, exactly. we're, we're tearing out an invasive tree to protect <laughs> yep. an invasive bird so that hopefully there's more of them that we can kill every November. Because you're saying pheasants are not, they're, they're not supposed to be here they're, they're chinese not chickens okay. they're, yep, they were they were introduced in oregon and um, i'll get the date wrong but it, early 1900s for sure i believe early it was 19- january 17th 1902 okay <laughs> yeah, babe i, I believe it. you do we, could, we, we probably have our, i don't have my phone available zach's got his but we could google it you find out but yeah it was definitely an introduced. okay yeah so yeah it's, it's the it's the most successful introduced of the upland birds, right? Yeah. Well, what else? What else is there that would have been Hungarian partridge is also a non oh, species. Sure, sure. Yeah, oh, which I is did, pretty rare around know. here, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, now no. it is. When I was a kid, I I hunted huns. Those yeah. are the 
those are the smaller. Small. They look like a hen, but they're smaller, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, and, like and you'll see them around in the road ditches and stuff. Occasionally, now. and you'll see them in a covey. They're a covey type okay. bird. Yep. Yeah. Where a pheasant is a little more solo. Right. Yep. So. So uh, yeah, Hungarians, and then then something is not seen here often unless you're hunting a game farm would be like a chucker partridge, or they call a chucker. Those are not a native species either, but they've been introduced. But they're high altitude, so a lot of uh, hunting them in like Nevada, Oregon, high country hunting. You're you're okay. you're above seven thousand. You're like you're in some rugged country. They're tough to hunt. Where Sounds did, like a lot of work. Where Call them red de- red footed devils. I believe they're from the Middle East. If I if, I, East, if okay. memory recalls, but. I'm sure somebody's gonna Google that and again and recorrect <laughs> right. me, but I do yep. I do know that they are uh, are very challenging to hunt. Okay. So yep. Yeah. Most of our native species are end up in that in the grouse family. So ruffed grouse, uh, spruce grouse, sage grouse, sharp-tailed grouse. I th- think that kind of covers that. Then you have prairie chickens, which are native. Uh, we don't have uh, quail here. But I love to hunt quail, and there are six native varieties of quail in the United States, and they live in various parts of the United States. Uh, Bob white quail were pretty famously known to be in the southern states, Georgia, Atlanta, Tennessee. Isn't, aren't there quail in Nebraska? Yes. Yeah. All There's a quail quail's. forever, right? Yes, quail forever yeah. is part of part of uh, pheasants forever. So yeah, one okay. Pheasants yeah. forever, quail forever. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yep. yep. Yeah, I've hunted a lot of uh, quail in Nebraska. Um, Which you go, you go down to nebraska to hunt a fair amount i have in kansas really like to hunt kansas because they have a wonderful um uh, what they call i don't think they like you to pronounce it like that but i everybody calls it weeha it's their walking access so it's oh yeah it's a it's it's a super good win because it's it's uh it's all privately owned land and they have a program where a farmer or a landowner should never you have to be careful when you say farmer because some of this land is obviously we yep. all are renters i mean right. you some land i've rented some land yeah yep. so we have off farm landowners yep. right so the landowner can put it uh opt in and they get a small a bit of payment um from uh Ultimately, federal dollars, but then also through through the state. And we have a, have a walk-in access program here. I was going to say, we, in, have, in a, we have a... And you, and you pay a little extra for your license yep, you'll to, see the to, to access the sign yeah. here. Yep, there. yep. Uh, uh, the gentleman, uh, Scott, cannot pronounce his last name. He's from Mankato. He worked diligently on that. I've met okay. Is it Scotty Too Hotty? All right. Scotty, I know a Scotty too hot. As long as we're on the wrestling stuff. I'm thinking, <laughs> yep. He's from Mankato. But it's a nice, I think it's a nice win because. Guy, right? uh, the what guy? The worm guy? Who did the worm? I don't I don't know. Wasn't that, is that Scotty too hotty or not? Could be. I'm sure there's a Scotty too hotty that did the worm for somebody. <laughs> yeah. We'll ask Brock when he gets I think there's a couple different Scotty too hotties. Hmm. That's what I'm going to go with. It could be. Yeah, there's yeah. there's one in Chippewa County that I know of for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a great. I think that's a great win when you look at yep. if you're gonna if we're down now we're down this conservation rabbit hole is like these are landowners say look uh, we can get a little something and uh, maybe as far as income if you will yeah to divert whatever it is your taxes or your payments on land and we allow. We allow you to come in, and that it's it's nice because you don't have to go knock on the door. And um, so, how do you balance being actively involved in a conservation group and being a farmer? Does that come back on you sometimes? If it has, it hasn't come straight in my face. Only only on a couple of occasions when I was. Uh, it's usually just when I badmouth you on the internet. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> or or I've had or I've had somebody local, you know, say something, you know. In the bar. Yeah. I had a phone. I had a phone call. There was a purchase that wasn't uh, well liked. Just after I uh, was not the chairman of the, the Pheasants Forever chapter in Chippewa County, and I got a couple of, you know, what the hell phone calls, and yep. and you know, it's like, hey. That wasn't my call, and, uh, and you just passed the buck. Yeah, I, I did have to pass the buck because <laughs> it really wasn't my call. And I so I understand where yep. you're, you're thinking, but I you know, so it, it yeah, it's a little weird, right? Because I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a conservationist, but not in the sense that like 
not the tree hugger, I suppose that's maybe not the right politically correct right. term. No, that's so the that's I'm the term we that. use I, it here at the compound. I'm about ready to throw up on politically correct. I think it's ruined the whole damn nation. <laughs> I want to know, aren't farmers in some shape or form supposed to be conservationist well who's all i'd say we're the real conservationists. right like i I mean it's like democrat versus republican you put all these labels on everything all the time and it's just so if a if a farmer is not a conservationist then who the hell really is i don't i mean what may how do you make any sense of that like what what are the farmers actually doing if they're not trying to conserve their land. Well, if I they agree. don't conserve their land, what do they have? Nothing. Right. You're all. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, and farmers like ourselves, landowners, we agree with that, right? But it's that label that's been cast on us like we're the evildoers. We're high consumers of energy. So, let's say fossil fuels, diesel, gasoline, uh, soil erosion, this thing and that thing, the other things. It, you know, it defies logic. It's like, this is our livelihood. It doesn't make any sense for us to throw dollars after nothing. It's not like we're, our margins are super huge. Right, we, right. We're lucky if yep. we're getting like 2% on the margin, right? And then the, do, do they want you to, like, should we just stop farming? Like, people don't need to eat anymore? Like, what, how Roof, do you? Rooftop gardens. Everybody gets a cow in well, a rooftop garden. A cow in a rooftop garden. Which I would support. Yeah. If everybody wanted to do It'd that, but that's not the, the way the world works over the moon, anymore. Because then you're going to be so much closer. <laughs> By being on the rooftop. Yeah. Well, you know what the really strange part of that is? I'm telling you, Betsy's going to break an ankle and she hits the pavement, though. Well, the ankle. worst part is when that cow hits fruition and you pull the stakes out of it. Fruition. fruition when that cow expires. <laughs> <laughs> when that cow is done that's part, yeah. and you put the good parts of that cow in the freezer. Correct. Now you got to go through the elevator with what's left of it. Yeah. You just dump it over the edge. You're not going to pack that Oh, it goes off. I didn't think of that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a rooftop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just wait till nobody's walking below and (laughs) set it off. And (laughs) then whoever cleans the street sweeper (laughs) will deal with that. If if your cow steps on a step and breaks a leg and you have to put it down like they did when they would step back in the gutter, you can have like Lucy. You're going to have some splitting to do. I watched it go. Because you're going to like write in the general public a downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> we're going to gut the slaughter. Steer, the cow. Yeah, we're going to we're going to hang for 2 weeks let it cure out. You're going to trouble. I wonder what the proper like what is what is the code of ethics on handling a broken cow leg in downtown LA? It's fix it i mean it's la the city fix has it. to have yeah, dealt with call, this before call ellen de Den- degenerate <laughs> ellen, ellen, ellen will take care of it could you just put a wheel in that corner like a like a i assume it'd be like the dog you know if it's a back they just give him a wheelchair it's yeah again just give him a new axle. rabbit hole yeah. of animals these guys think that i i'm not a rancher i mean, I, I think when i was five we had pigs and they went away <laughs> we they went away. My dad was like, I'm done with those things. But my, they, gra- they my grandfather raised the freezer. registered Black Angus, right? Zach's dad did the but, same thing. Yeah, I mean, they think that... I, they went away. You can always find a bad operator, period. But it, I'm fascinated, really. It's like they think that everybody just hates these animals. It, it, I'm sorry they don't. It just doesn't yep. make sense for them to hate on them. They, they, they do their very best right? to to take care of these animals and whether you like the fact that they're not running around free everywhere I I'm, I don't know what to tell you I'm sorry uh, the demand is there or they wouldn't be doing it well I know one of the things that a large hog producer who I know told me is if you opened if you could open up the ends of his barn and let every one of those hogs out, the, out of there within 10 minutes they'd all come running back in Ever, they want the shade. They want the food. They you want. Ever hauled <laughs> baby pigs somewhere? You put them in the trailer and you open the door and there's lights like, ha, <laughs> go to the light, baby pigs. You know what they, they just, do? They, they rah, stand they there to the back. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to like literally take a board and like push them out. You have to force them out to freedom. They like their safe place. Oh yeah, no, they ain't going yeah. nowhere. Well, that's because that's all they've known is the cage they've lived yeah. in. Well, go to Texas. Bunch of millennial go to Texas hogs. and you'll find out what happens when you have baby pigs out and yes, go free. Yep. Wow! Now that's some fun hunting, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they feed a lot of uh, good people with those. They don't just leave them away. They pick them up and they go to food shelters and all kinds of things. So I've heard. So you've heard. So I've heard. I've never been to Texas and hog hunted, but they have a serious problem. Yep. What's a gestation in a hog like? I've got some buddies that go weeks. once a year <laughs> and uh, 
go up in a helicopter and shoot. And I yeah. think last year, there's like seven, eight of them, so they rotate out, you know. But I think last year they shot like 328 on the, I think it was like a two and a half day weekend. Did they use the AR gun? The they had a few of those. One? They had a few of those going, yes. I believe it. it was a double trigger. Double, double trigger AR? Just a yeah. double barrel, yeah. No, 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 no. Like 16 Sounds like gauge. a bump fire stock. Those are, six those are now Bump <laughs> fires are illegal now, Those yeah. are illegal. Mm. They are. But I don't know anything about a double trigger AR, so that could be. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double barrel AR. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Somebody's squirming in the chair right JP's now. I just saw JP's eyes light up. JP, you can just take that chair home with you. Yeah, That's fine. not me. I'm just I'm perfectly comfortable with it. He better not. Zach had to assemble that. He wasn't very happy I when did. I, I ordered assembled chairs that five new to chairs. assemble. What? He's you like, are you kidding two. me? You didn't order And then you took a very long break and then did more. <laughs> well, well, so Handful my statement weeks, is still... A month. I think a month <laughs> no, break. Come on two. now. But I put, I put three of them together about six minutes before we recorded our last podcast. I was very the, sweaty. The last one. Yeah. I think the time it? before that you did two. <laughs> well, regardless, <laughs> I assembled five the, chairs. The first two oh, I, podcasts yeah, we were sitting on chairs that sat down five feet lower than the table. Yeah, we were yeah, like the sitting. Table was at my we were chair. basically Randy and I were constantly floor. out of breath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our chairs weren't correct. <laughs> <laughs> These are amazing. Do you use hand tools or power tools? A combination. They the send- first three I used the cheap. Allen wrench. The one that, that came, came with, with the, the chairs? chairs. Oh, yeah. those don't work. No, but oh. I was sweaty and in a hurry and didn't have time to run down to the shop to get oh. the DeWalt's. Where did a trade war with the country that came from? Probably. I guess right? I don't remember what the tag said, but more than likely. I didn't say Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <He> didn't say Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said oh, Trump. Boy. He said Trump. Hey, something happened uh, with the trade war. Does that yesterday, today, something? I actually haven't couple, read up on it. A couple days ago, they were somebody talking. Somebody did. That did there's it. supposed to be a truce? Is yeah. That, they, they, was, I mean, uh, I, was that reflected in yesterday's clothes? It was a little. Should have been, like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 12 cents? Absolutely. 12 yep. cents? Up? Yeah. Yeah, up. Yeah. It was like 12 cents. Well, weren't we down yeah. the day before, though, so we only netted yeah. like three? For all of you who yeah. are listening well, and you're not farmers, a penny is a big deal to us some days in a move. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, but it's true. It's been pretty quiet lately, so a 12 yeah. cent jump is pretty good. I, I opened my eyes. Like, but now, this podcast now isn't going to come out for, well, maybe it'll come out next week. Yeah, I think it will. So oh, it'll, be, it'll still be relevant. They'll probably take it back. They'll take it. They'll like. We don't want this. No. Yeah. no. Don't ever have that JP guy on. Oh, no, there's going to be there's going to be somebody playing that energy spread, and he's going <laughs> to no. He, folks, her, whatever. <laughs> Let's not go down the marketing rabbit hole. They'll really get an education. This isn't the rabbit hole where you talk about how you're a woman, right? <laughs> I'm gender fluid. Because I, re- I really wish I really I wish Becky would have had I'm the mics on for that. I'm using their logic. I mean, I, that, if you're going to use the logic, then it's really hard to beat a person down with it isn't it well <laughs> well let's go back the other way <laughs> turn around you should turn I, should i blink the light <laughs> yeah maybe yeah oh becky's got a light we haven't even talked about mm. it we didn't we didn't, we didn't talk about, about the, the lamp it's a nodding lamp the lamp is on i know so the lamp is on so but we Randy didn't have usually... an episode like the first or we didn't have a lamp we the didn't first have not, a lamp. not naughty in that kind of way just like naughty we now have a little red <laughs> yeah. lamp illuminating on the table to let everybody know that yeah. the mics are hot. The oh, mics yeah. are hot. Yeah, so you have to click it three or four times e- to get it red. Mm-hmm. Even though now it is red, it's not like a rock sand turn on the red light. It's a nice on. It is. I mean, we could turn these lights down. <laughs> you don't have to turn on the red there are this, the lights down here are not on a dimmer. Zach's parents when this, they built these ones this are. house, they are. Yeah, these ones are. They they had a thing for dimmer switches when they built this house and and which is really convenient in the bathroom in, in the mornings. In some rooms, but then in right. other rooms, it's like you can never oh, the, get the, the light bathroom. switch off because these are not dimmer just... switch ones though. Yeah, Randy, the bathroom. I, I didn't know that's where you're going with that one. They probably didn't put these on a dimmer switch because this were, one is. Pro, oh, I thought maybe they didn't because you were growing up as a teenager here and they're like, no, we're not. No, no, no room. dimming lights in the no basement. No dimming next lights to the fireplace. for Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's I either on or off. I'm like a parakeet. There was never any activities down in this basement. I I I can't remember one. None that you'll admit to. No activities. No, we were in the car, people. Yep. Airports you know, or on the, the car. Hmm. Dirt no. roads. Driveways believe. anywhere. You had the really. sex. Gravel pits. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> I don't believe it. That's another thing we Young can't love. have anymore. We can't be talking about that. Yep. No, no sex for you. What's really ironic is that oh, I don't. I, I'm. I'm just gonna let it go. We have a teenager that lives in our house. Our niece, and uh, you know, you can track your kids on their telephones now. And uh, you can't track them. You can. Well, absolutely. Which our hang parents? On, hang on. I'm gonna parents, go get some beers. Our parents couldn't track us yep. on our cell phones when we were kids, right? So, well, Zach and I grew up here in the same area, and you know, when you're a teenager, you've got kind of your designated spots where you're either gonna go and smoke or have sex or you know activities extracurricular ac- car activities right where you everybody goes and parks their car there right were you smoking before sex or after i don't I during I, I, I couldn't recall i need a little break <laughs> so, don't don't open that so normally that, that moment as a parent when 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 you're you're tracking your your teenage daughter for say and you see her car parked at that spot right you have not told me about this <laughs> And and you, you just look the other way because that's one of those things. It's like what what are you gonna say? It's it is what it is, right? Okay, but then you know months later, I'm trying to give her directions somewhere, and it happens to be near that spot. And I'm like, okay, you're gonna turn by where you either go to smoke or have sex. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you know, the spot, it's a cul-de-sac up by the industrial park next to the freeway. <laughs> oh, now I know the spot. Oh. Now I know where you're talking. Here? And the eyeballs just like light up. <laughs> like, how would you know that spot? And I'm just like, because I just do. But turn there, you know? <laughs> like, when, when she's a mother at some point in her life, that will all, like, what goes around comes around. Yeah. I'm telling you. Mom this. and dad are not so... <laughs> So yeah. naive. So, cell phones ruined teenage lying forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's oh, hard. Yeah. yeah. Three. Three. And a stepdaughter now. And a stepdaughter. What, and she ages? can't lie because her mom's like, oh, no, you're not. You're it. But but is that because you're she lied so many times were. before? Yeah. I do not know Well, there you go. She, she. Not a good liar. Yeah, she exactly. But, it's but that's what ours what? is too. She's a Harder, terrible liar, and terrible I, liar. I told how, her that. Like, if you're gonna we... try and pull it past us, like, come on, like, think us through a you little bit. Sell it to yourself. Yeah, we are not as stupid as you yeah. think. But, you got to lie way but better in than their, that. In their in their defense, phone was a teenager that been broke all the time. In their defense, it's, it's broken. pretty. I don't know. Oh, the phone would have been broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In their defense, it's or you throw it in the ditch, you come back and get it later. It's pretty hard to lie because your parents can catch you. I mean, we can. I can. I can know her. Catch you. I mean, it's pretty hard. I mean, at some point in time, and and remember, like when we were kids, and you try and like uh, demand what is it trust from your parents like don't snoop in my room don't you know whatever and it's like they do everything on their phones now and we have full access through these apps and whatnot it, they can't or, get away with anything or I mean, do we I stole these metal lights from mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know to having a teenager in the new age I I feel sorry for the kids I, I don't know they don't get away with it no, it's really, I mean, and like we expect them, like I expect you to be a better liar sometimes. Like you got to know how to lie. And for certain, I don't know, you sh- you just, that's part of learning, I we think. Had, we had, I grew up on the dairy farm, so it didn't, it didn't matter. Like, I, yeah, come home when you want. But at, at five o'clock, like we're heading out to the chores. Yeah, you're yeah. getting your chores. If you get home at three in the morning, okay, I'm waking you at five and we're going out. Yeah, we milk yeah. at five. And that, that oh. seemed to keep me in line pretty good. That, I would imagine that would. That's similar to when you have an infant who can, who is now mobile and can get around the house and you wake up Sunday morning with a pounding headache yeah. and you still got to make sure that this one and a half to two and a half year old stays alive. Yeah. Right. And they bring you a drink of water and you're like guzzling that down. It's like, oh, it's so nice and cold. <laughs> and then you go... Where did you get the water, sweetie? <laughs> From the toity. Oh, yay. Oh, I'll drink it. I'll just drink it. Yeah. You probably already drank it. That's the point. Right. Oh, right. Well, where did you get the water? <laughs> Great taste and less filling. <laughs> Going old school. <laughs> Threw it back there to Super Bowl 40. Uh-huh. So one thing I wanted to get back to, yeah. you had mentioned before, uh, Pheasants Forever... Um, you know, so you're after habitat. Yeah, that's that's where it is. Not necessarily the food plots and the other. In my opinion, yeah. If you get to know the biology of the bird, for sure. Yep. Yeah, and I and I I feel like I would agree with that. Yeah. So what do you say to these guys who are dumping corn on the white line of the highways? Killing and birds. Dumping corn on the approaches next to the road. Uh, like I there's a guy by where I work, and it is 
there's pheasants always sitting on the highway where he dumps corn every other day. And you go blasting through there, like by the seventh pile of corn, I'm not slowing down for these damn birds anymore. Like I'm going through them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the ultimate that feels good for him. It's like feeding birds in your bird feeder, right? He wants to see those pretty birds. He thinks he's doing them a favor. He's, he or she, he, those folks are doing a huge disservice. I mean, ultimately, you're bringing yeah, the predators are like, yeah. ah, this is yeah, where they're going to come to eat. going to zero right in here. on that. The birds expend a lot of energy to come out of cover to get to that. And then after a while, maybe this person's really diligent and can just do it all winter long. It tends not to be the case, right? You just oh, can't like, keep up with the I'm, feed. I'm sick of winter. Like, yeah, I'm you sick birds. of winter. You know, <laughs> it's a really cold day today, and it looks like the pile might be. And those birds now, now they're used to it, so they're out there scratching in the wind, and they're expending precious amount of energy. I mean, they don't have fat reserves. Every it takes it's, everything. So. The, the you never the get feeding the feeding the feeding the pheasants the feed any kind of any wild, wild animal. animal it's no different than going to a national deer, park yeah, yeah. you no, don't feed the don't, wild animals they and it's not because they're going to come and kill you well that might be a part of it but <laughs> if we start feeding the wild animals in the national park it affects everything it goes all the way down the yeah. line feeding feeding wild things is a feel good for humans period. It's so, not like thing. the winter last year, the winter we had here last year was yeah, terrible. Sucks. Tons Horrible. of snow cover, really cold. Yep. Horrible. Eventually, in March, when there was still three feet of snow, I went out and threw some buckets of corn out for the pheasants. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> did was you that... feel all warm and fuzzy inside? I bet you did. Yeah, I posted about it. Yeah. yeah. See? I mean, yeah. So you felt good about it. I felt that's, good about it. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. It was yeah. a small amount of food. They expend a lot of energy. They came out of their thermal cover that they've already figured out how to live in. You killed a bird. I but hope that you was, that was like a bushel yeah, and a half of corn, which was worth what? Buck fifty? So dollar fifty to yeah. feel a bushel and a half, dollar fifty. Right. Yeah. yeah, I felt pretty good. <laughs> yeah. They didn't come up and eat it though. They didn't. No. At all. Yeah. I don't, it, like, it laid there for you know, quite a while. I thought the, about just going back coyote, and getting it. The coyote that saw you doing it, <laughs> that was a, that was 30 yards away, got the bird before it got You're probably right. in. That like, was so probably... This idiot's going to feed the birds. I'll oh, just yes. right here. You want to really take you down to a scary path, I'll tell you that you're really doing a pheasant of disfavor if you're shooting coyotes, too. I, I, I was like, shoot that. those coyotes what? and save some pheasants. Because you're not saving the, a pheasant. Because of the fox, right? Yeah, yeah. Fox is probably... A fox, maybe. But, I I have to. But here's here's. I, I have to ask, what does the I fox have heard say? This. <laughs> <laughs> yip, 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 yip. <laughs> I was just curious. All right, so we know what he says. Yeah, no, it's a true story. Um, I, I like to go out and hunt coyotes too. It's a blast. Yep. You, you're you might be saving a fawn, like in the deer population. Coyote is a mouser, a rabbiter, uh, cat. They kill cats. cats. They might even yeah, cats are. Holy, you want Cats say, are bad for pheasants, yeah. aren't they? Go, Ditch tigers. The PETA's yeah. going to come and kill me for this. But if you kill a cat that's running around wild, I'm sorry, neighbor lady. I won't try and shoot your cat, but that's going to save more pheasants. Cats are yeah. really tremendous at Same with like fox, right? Killing. Yeah. Yeah, fox to a or, degree. Or isn't that so much but when it comes to like your canine predator, your fox, your your coyote, well, if you have enough coyotes, you don't have to worry about foxes because the coyotes eat the foxes right. first, right? Yep. Um, but they the coyote will take care of a lot of those egg stealers, like coons. They'll, they'll I can't hardly believe it. Why would you want to eat a skunk? But a, a coyote will eat a skunk. Mm. Um, so in a sense, you're kind of doing a disservice if you think you're saving pheasants by killing coyotes. You're not, but you might be saving a small. A sickly fawn, right? Right. If nothing else, at least you get to kill a coyote. Yeah, it, yeah, for, yeah exactly. But yeah, for a coyote, yeah. it's it's too much energy expense to actually catch a, a bird that is wily as a pheasant. It's it, it it's too difficult to do. I mean, they they know how to play that game. They'll you know? go for the easier stuff. They go for the easier kill first. Yep. Yeah, the the mouse, the rabbit, the thing that they're mm-hmm. used to. But so I mean, that's that's peeling off in that direction. But yeah, feeding a wild animal just it's just not sustainable it's it, it it like i said if you listen to any biologist today it i think even in down. the past yeah it, it, food is not the limiting factor yeah it's a horrible thing when it's cold it sucks to be a human when it's that cold last march right you bet it does but and you're gonna lose some but you're not 
going to save enough to have the ultimate effect, right? Um, it really the limiting factor again for pheasant for sure, and it, an introduced species which we covered earlier um, is is truly the habitat thermal habitat. So like uh, a good thick slough with a lot of uh, bulrushes or cattails in it, um, woody cover that is um, like say. Um, some wills some place that has wind breaks some place where they can get above the snow and out of that wind that's way more beneficial for a pheasant so so another thing just uh i've always thought about so when you say habitat's a limiting factor so if i go walk a quarter of crp and i find four birds in it becky if habitat was a limiting factor wouldn't there be 50 birds there? Sure, I think so, right? Yeah. So that that's always something I've always so, kind of thought yeah, of. Yeah, so then there's then there's that whole microcosm within its habitat. So I think everything can win, but yeah, it, it, this has taken me a lot of years to to learn. I, I actually even called a mutual friend of ours, Matt Christensen. It was my food plots, because I still planted food plots. Didn't work out where the hoot this year. <laughs> they were just weeds yeah i had to develop i had to devote my time to my crop and yep late crops make late work you just never catch up no so um but i i went out to i I usually take my food plots and let them stand so i never actually get to work them down so i was like okay it's later in the season and i was working some pp and so i went and worked them out and i had these broods just boiling out of these two acre food plots that I had all over this uh, large piece of crap and I called man I said this is a miracle this is, I mean, he goes it's because you actually finally had brooding cover so there's a pheasant needs different kinds of cover for different kinds of situations throughout the year so what happened when I had all these weeds was you have all that like when you have grass you have this mat of grass it's yep. really really hard for a young chick to move around in that so the hen doesn't want to brood there so okay. it's great nesting cover because it makes it thick and it's high. So they nest there, and then when the broods are born, they try to get them into this another kind of cover where you have this open ground where they can move around. Because you think about a a chick is not even as tall as the oh they're just the, tiny they're tiny right yeah um so but you Sometimes have to I have pick a up can, so what you have to have is a kind of cover Sometimes. that has sorry i just i can't take things serious <laughs> no open, he doesn't open, <laughs> open ground in a heavy heavy canopy and what do weeds do nothing right? like chicks with a heavy canopy yeah chicks with a heavy canopy are that's all right. good um so that's oh yeah God. so when you talk about habitat all right it's yeah. time to wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's the hardest part even as uh as landowners or if you have your own programs it's like you, you might be better off to do in what you would think is your food plot a brooding cover something that's uh, maybe like a sorghum where it's not super close together but it the canopies or a, you, a mix of things you kind of want you want a tall canopy yeah, some kind of hollow yeah, underneath yeah, but a good thick the canopy avian predators are going to get those little that's that's yep. what's really in the spring like the hawks are going to clear house on them owls they're really doing they do the most damage so they need that where it visually up over the top the uh, a predator can't see down through that cover but they can scurry around and then underneath there is all those bugs because yeah. little birds don't eat seeds they they need protein so they're eating grasshoppers ants any kind of invertebrate that's around it's a bug so you kind of need yeah so yeah you think of us like yeah you see these big well, and that's and like that goes over my head but yeah. that's that's what you always think of like yeah. like so oh there's, man, there's like, micro habitats within yeah. so like, like talking about taking down the trees stack them up smash them down and burn them you can actually create a nice habitat by just taking the trees out and yep. stack them really loose yeah because it's a place where a bird can run Underneath. in and hide and nobody from up top can get mm. them the, that red-tailed hawk can't get there so the most important question the biggest thing I want to know today is we call them Chinese chickens. Yeah. If you Good go parents. over government chicken, government chicken, government chicken. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that one. Because well, I'm sure the government brought them. Who, here. who actually government programs CRPs alphabet suit? Of, oh, of yeah. So who brought them here? Before I get to my actual question. Oh man, I should have studied up. I assume you told me this was over. an on. This was on. I, I could have looked it up. I could have came so prepared. Somebody migrated over from China there was, and had one in a no, suitcase. Nah, not it was not even a Chinese gentleman. It was an American citizen. He lived in the. Uh, uh, not the, not the Willamette 
It was Pete Pheasant Valley, but it was in in Oregon. Uh, the guy so lived. They, and they he was in China. Had, saw these birds, and and he brought. They shipped them over in crates, and they just. For himself, like he privately wanted to bring these wealthier, you know, uh, like a Vanderbilt kind of guy. I think I have heard this. Yeah, this before. Yeah, they brought them over crates, and the first, the first, the set didn't do well. Didn't do well, right? And uh, I think the second set did really well. I mean, literally. So it's like now we think of South Dakota as the ringneck capital, but back in the early 1900s late 1800s it was Oregon because that's where they brought them in and they, they, they are they still in Oregon you know the sad part about it is Oregon has a very low population I was going to say I guess I've never that, heard of isn't yeah. that crazy you can bring a so we're talking 100 years ago 110 yeah. maybe 120 they, years ago yeah and and I think in 120 years to, to, to populate like that is crazy. Yeah. 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 Wild bird pairs, right? Because hmm. if your pen raise pheasants to let them go, they're done in about 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is true or not, but somebody told me recently that the earthworm is an invasive species. The earthworm? Yeah, like the worm, like night, like the worms that we like <laughs> dig up so. here in Minnesota to go like. Well, there's fishing. different species. Like the honeybee is not is not native to here. Where's it from? Well, I can't tell you that. All right. We're, but it's a big gonna, deal. We're going to have to have it's a It's a big deal. Everybody common. loves honeybees and well, earthworms, right? <laughs> those annoying little Asian beetles, the, uh, they look like those are not, yeah. They're not yeah. native here. That's right? true. I got I'm, you. I'm guessing they came from Asia. Okay, so the earthworm <laughs> well, we, like, or Iowa <laughs> from like Europe. <laughs> or, but, yeah, yeah. So are like the nightcrawlers? Is the nightcrawlers the only one? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to look this up on the Google machine. We have a six more podcasts now. All right, Zach, bring us in. Bring us in. Um, well, I never got to my important question. Oh. Okay, one more question. Okay, so we call them Chinese chickens around here. Yeah. What do they call them in China? A ringneck pheasant? American pheasant? No, they can't call them an American pheasant. I would mm. think Stir fry? ringneck pheasant. Stir fry? <laughs> I, I don't speak Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> or, Cantonese, or Cantonese. You and I, that's pretty good that it's I actually so know there's two languages in China. <laughs> calling a bunch of letters and I'm impressed. <laughs> a bunch of symbols. Yes. Do we symbols. have the translator? We could, I have like that translator. Maybe we could like put like Cantonese and like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you'll, well, you'll put it in there. I thought you'd have all the answers, but once again, we disappoint. Chinese chicken will uh, translate to pheasant. <laughs> <laughs> With that. It's just a symbol of a pheasant yeah. made up of squiggly lines. They call them lines. there, too, because they're just beautiful. Yeah. Because they're beautiful. <laughs> they have, like, several kinds of pheasant, though, in China. Well, that's all, that's all the time and, we have ah, for today. But I think the bottom line is that we should all be, what's the word? Pheasants? Conservationist. Peasants and farmers, and they need better to find, stewards of the land. Yeah, yeah, find the line to work together, and uh, don't be irresponsible and respect your neighbor. Becky always likes to bring it down to a moral of the story. That's so after all of that beer well, and bullshit, okay, guys, there has what to did be a moral. We, what did we learn today? What did we learn? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Long for listening chicken? today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to... If you shoot a pheasant in China, does it go, whoa! <laughs> Zach, where can they sign up with... For, with Becky, uh, did I show you my tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a rooster. Cut the mics, cut the mics! I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a... If you're I not following pheasant. us on Instagram, you can find... <laughs> Randy at Master Pipe Layer. Master Pipe Layer. Zach is uh, his typical MN Millennial Farmer, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm Mrs. Millennial Farmer, JP. I think I'm uh, just Jan Payne. I'm pretty boring with my Instagram. The Jan Payne follow of me beers. on Facebook, yeah. If you're not following along on YouTube, you can find us there also. Thanks, Becky. Thanks, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for keeping it clean. It's not so easy, is you it? You guys still want to see my tattoo? <laughs> <laughs>